today we're gonna um i'm gonna talk about tvs tvs actual tvs no tv shows and movies that do you remember when tvs had the big fuck off ass on them like fucking kim kardashian the dumpies the dumpy tvs they <laughs> Uh, that depresses me. Like when you ever watch the film Grown Ups, and like the kids are like, "What's this big thing at the back of the TV?" I'm like, "Motherfucker, you don't even." <laughs> that bit infuriates me every time. They're like, "How do you plug it in?" What? What? <laughs> well, when the PlayStation was like up to like the scar, there was no HDMI, and if your TV <laughs> didn't have, if your TV didn't have like the the colors, like the red, the white, and the yellow thing in the back, you had to get the scar adapter. Yeah, occasionally there was a green. It's like, why was there a green? Ugh. No one ever green port. No. Never... <laughs> it no. had no use. Anyway, let's get back onto this topic of our traumatic childhoods. Of <laughs> TV shows. Rewind. TV and movies. Start again. Yeah. yeah. TVs and movies that. Don't want. I did it again. <laughs> Literally, TV I shows. cannot talk. TV Jordan, take over. And... Jordan, take over, please. Start the podcast. Right. Properly, for for the... me. Today's episode, we're going over TV shows that have had the biggest influence on our lives. So whether that's from childhood, growing up, or, you know, mostly adult life, let's face it, because life's just one big fuckery of lessons. Who's got them? Let's go. Who's got the most? Because that's going to be the best. My fancy post-it note. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Jesus. Sixteen. Sixteen. Between like mixture of TV and movies, I can like. Oh, I kept it to TV. Fuck. Okay, if we're going, I'm just gonna keep to my list. Keep to my <laughs> list, and I'll chime in if I think of any films. Okay, let's let's let Jade start. Cause... Yeah, because we need to cut down the fucking list. Typical hey. woman. She's got like notes on everything. <laughs> like she's I have, like. I have notes. I have like little like side notes. Remember oh you said God. this on October the 10th, like, 2021? <laughs> I'm still mad about it! 16, 14, and 36 <laughs> seconds is when you finish that sentence. I remember. <laughs> I remember. God, you must love your missus if you remember that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I remember it out of fear. Jade, go. No. So, my main big one... Oh, there only been one through. The Muppets. Christmas Carol. Oh. Mainly because it's um sentimental, that's all. Okay. Growing up, me and my brother, um, every Christmas, because my mum wasn't really home, because she was at work and everything else most Christmas days, we'd sit down and watch the Muppets Christmas Carol together. So it's been kind of become like a, a really nice tradition sort of thing. Every year, even if we're not together, we will still send a picture on Christmas morning of us watching it. Not at the same time, because obviously we can't correlate that well. <laughs> but we will still like send each other. When they released it back when it was like 30 years old, we were like, oh, we need to go to the cinema together. We actually went and talked to the cinema and watched it together. And we're like, this is just like childhood comeback. And because me and my brother are, like, completely different in so many ways, but so alike as well, it's because we're, like, 11 years apart. Mm. So there's a big age gap between us. So he had, like, he was a teenager by the time I came around. He was just like, 
I want to know what I can influence my baby sister with. Well, <laughs> the Muppets video games. Nice. That wildlife of yours. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Oh man. Oh, yeah, no. Muppets is a massive one for me. Any sort of Muppets movie, TV program. Not the new ones. New ones are awful. I was going to say, what did you think of the new ones of Jason Segal no. and them? Um... No, just no. Was it Jason Segal? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Ricky Gervais in the second one. As soon as Ricky Gervais was in it, I was like, I'm not watching it. Fuck that. Yeah, I can't stand him. Probably because we're so alike, but I just can't stand the guy. I just can't stand him. I think he's an absolute twat. No, yeah. I've got quite a few other ones. Lilo and Stitch is a massive one for me. Oh, Lilo and Stitch. I feel like yes. Lilo and Stitch is like a staple for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. But I mean, my one just... and only two is literally your stick. Your only tattoos of Stitch? Yeah. Yeah, I've got time for that. My mum detests it, so I fucking love it even more. <laughs> I paid for one of my mum's tattoos once for, for her birthday. Me too. For her Christmas. Uh, yeah. Like me and my dad have got a matching one as well, like... That's kind of cool. Me and Julian think about getting match- looking at getting matching ones next year, but... We're going to get something that, if, God forbid, we ever did split up, then it would be like, oh, that's a really cool standalone tattoo. Nice. Yeah. Not, uh, we refuse to get, like, names and anything like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've never, that's always been my one rule, never names. I mean, we've been together 13 years, married five, and still we're just like, nope. Nope. Yeah. It's kind of tacky in a way. No. Do you know what it is? It's very chabby. Yeah. yeah. And it's very... Very like nine grew up in the nineties, Chabby. Mhm. Having it across your nipples and stuff like that. And like your neck here and mm-hmm. like, ugh. Like I'm not opposed to neck really tattoos. Curvated script and like it would always, yeah, with like roses round it or something. It's like, oh come on. Be cliche anymore? Be a twat anymore? <laughs> yeah. My massive list. Yeah. Um, Grey's Anatomy is another one. Fucking hell, could you be a more middle-class white woman? I was going to say, could <sighs> you be any whiter? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Grey's Anatomy, I... love Grey's Anatomy. But that's because I love medical stuff. I fucking I love it. It's great. You watch, you watch certain episodes and you're like, holy shit, that could actually happen. Oh my god, what should we do now? Watch something more interesting, probably. Well, yeah. Could... Not watch Grey's Anatomy. No, Grey's Anatomy is a great show. Well, I say, I say this, but I've never watched a single second. That's my only problem with it. It has been going on a little bit too long for my liking, and I'm like, it's starting it's been to going for a good hot minute. Yeah, I think they're what on twenty four, twenty fifth season or something like that. Oh, yeah, my mum logged into my Disney Plus so that she could keep watching it. Nineteen I mean, that's seasons. Good reason in my book. <laughs> yeah, nineteen seasons. Oh, I swear it was more than that. Call it a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you've had a good run. Because what's that? If you could tell us what about twenty-five episodes a season, let's say, uh, on a good season, times nineteen. Fuck me, it's maths I can't even do. Well, the person who's been in one of the longest is four hundred and twenty-one episodes from it started to now. So 2005 to 23. 
So it's been going uh, 18 Ellen. years. Is that Ellen Pompeo? Uh, it's Chandra Wilson. Oh. Ellen Pompeo has missed one episode. She's yeah. four. She's 420. 420. <laughs> Whoa. So, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> so yeah, but 19 season jar, I just didn't call it a day. Yeah, you got to just say, just pack it in. You've done your bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, there's a lot that... No, because I, I will watch it and Rob will literally look at me and be like, why are you watching this? And again, like, it's not a comfort thing. I think it's like, touch of the ADHD coming into it. Like, I, it's just a comfort program that I can have on. I don't have to pay attention to it all because I've watched it so many times. I know what what's going to happen. But at the same time, I'm like, still find it interesting. But like, thinking another one, maybe I would have gone into a medical profession if I wasn't too lazy to go to uni. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, and that. I mean, shit pay. Mm. It's shit compared to what they actually do. Yes. <clears throat> like when you're expected to like stick things in people and like you know stop them dying. Yeah. Pretty wank pay considering. Mm-hmm. I think yes. what what was it? I saw one on TikTok the other day, a doctor put up their pay slip and they were like, well, I've made two and a half grand. And I was like, that's a good wage, considering, but a shit wage for yourself, especially when you literally control people's lives every and the day. hours that they work as well. Yeah. 18-hour so- if some people are doing, like, it was fucking men, especially like in COVID, they were doing stupid Like uh, Lucy's uncle, he is, he's a nurse, and so is his wife. And they both work like shifts, like doing that. They're on like I think they work opposite shifts, um, yeah. or they try and work it so that they they have time together. But yeah, like they work stupid hours, mm. and they commute from Brighton into London. Whoa! Yeah, get a train every day into London. That's that's two. That's a big commute. That's too big. Yeah, and they love their jobs. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, like you, like you, when you consider what they're probably on as nurses and the things they have to do and deal with, and that's just not fucking right. Sitting no. on a train at the end of the day every day. That's yeah, can not... you imagine like if you've just done a twelve-hour-long stint and you've like God knows done what, cleaned up whatever, and you know, mm-hmm. seen everything come in through the door, and you just think you're gonna fucking laugh. Like, you, it's a profession you only do if you if you love it. Yes, it is, massively. I've got two neighbours, um, both who live together. Um, one's a nurse, one's a paramedic. And literally, because I live right next to the paramedic bay anyway, I see him most mornings, and I'm like, oh, how was yesterday's? And he was like, oh, it's not bad, it's not bad, yeah, no. I was like, oh, how's your missus doing with it? And she was like, because COVID's back on the rise, it's just, like, yeah. really hitting home at the moment. And I was like, yeah, no, I, I don't doubt it. I really feel for you guys. I keep yeah. seeing lockdown rumours, and I'm just like, do you know what? Bring it on. Do you know what? So good if that. we have lockdown, I can let you know, because Julia just started working in, like, a doctor's surgery, so they'll get told beforehand. Yeah. So yeah. if it's coming, I'll let you guys know. We got the inside scoop. There'll be a lot more episodes coming out. Yeah. Else to do. Jade, carry on. Uh, Louis. Oh. Massive at the moment. Oh. Absolutely so changed my fucking life. Fucking love that little blue and orange dog. 
for fuck's sake. It is like the epitome of life at the moment. If I scroll through it on TikTok, I'm like, I'm oh, fucking watching this episode. I do not care what yeah, I've got to actually do. You can do. put I'm like watching... a whole episode on a TikTok. Yeah. Like, that's how good it is. Watching this, I do not give a fuck. If anyone interrupts me, I'm fucking, no, fuck off. Yeah. Done. It but I just... bet it like that... changed both of our lives for two completely different reasons. For the person that has kids, Yes, that will change it. But for the person that does not have kids and will not be having kids, there is a new reason for it. Because it's just like, oh, childhood trauma coming out. <laughs> Non-childhood trauma still sitting there. It's like, oh, it's just it just makes you cry. It makes you feel things. It makes me cry. Me. Me, the, the emotionless, heartfelt bastard that I am, makes me sob. Absolutely. Every time. I'm actually scared to watch this show no, now because some... it can make Jade cry yeah. in trouble. It's onesies, <laughs> isn't it? Onesies makes me cry. Oh. Um, due to my condition that I have and uh, sleepy time. That one. Yeah. Can't even the episode. I'm getting sad just hearing yeah. these sounds. But like, then, sound it's traumatic. okay. But there's like other episodes like Unicorns, which is great. Unicorns is oh. hilarious. Uh, uh, what you like it? Catch on the flip side, Willie. Magic Claw is literally got Magic Claw has no children. <laughs> we literally watched that one yesterday. Uh, I do not need fake coins. Give me a real coin. Go get a job and earn money. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, you have to watch this TV show. Do you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna do a TikTok of all of us just oh, reacting. Re- no, us, me, and Jade reacting to Jordan reacting to Bluey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, it's, because we'll be watching, waiting for you to actually watch it. Right, this bit's coming. This bit's coming. This bit's coming. It's just like, uh, and it's like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, got it, got it, got it, got it. There it is. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm scared. scared. That is so. It, honestly, it's so great. It's so so funny i it's just found so funny. it because it's not made for children because it's, it's generally put out to the parents because it's making the parents relive what they've already done like you're a parent alec you you know what it is i relate so much to it. <laughs> to it like when we first we were just we were on holiday in a caravan and you know that our kids uh, well, our kids are spoiled, like, because they have Netflix, they have Disney, they have Amazon Prime, they have YouTube, they have mm-hmm. fucking everything. They have social and, media. And obviously, in, you know, British Caravan Holidays, you have Freeview. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. So, they're, they're like, oh, can we put the TV on? And me and Julia are on, like, the, the fold-out sofa bed. Everyone's, like, snuggled, like, in, just watching. And it was Bluey on like CBBS in the morning, and it mm-hmm. was it was hospital, oh. and that epi- I was fucking crying with I'm laughter. So fucking man up! Uh, so it was sad. no, it was hilarious. No, I was crying of laughter. Hospital oh, was no, so I funny. Because poor little Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I just like it because Bluey's an absolute dick in the episode. I mean, so is Muffin, but Muffin is a natural dick all year round. That's why I relate to Muffin so much. Muffin's awesome. Muffin's like, 
it's not like diagnosed so she's basically like this adhd taz she's she's a blue healer as a dog but she's basically like if you would imagine taz and then if you gave him those lucasade you know those old lucasade pills that you get Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Give him some of those and then shake it up into a bottle of ADHD. That is muffin. But muffin in a can. <laughs> it's so, uh, she's, yeah. I love muffin. It's the, it's the grannies. I slipped on my brains. I slipped on my brains. I can hear Julia like, love. <laughs> It's the it's the fact of like chili's list. Oh my god, I've I've got it's, first. It's because no, Aries will come into the Aries will come into the kitchen, slip over on purpose, and just go, I slipped on my beans and <laughs> run away. <laughs> but my one of my favourite ones, whether they're the grannies, is um when Muffin they're trying to sell the mobility scooter. Yes, the granny reveal. Like, the granny <laughs> muffin's like nine hundred dollars. I don't pay nine hundred dollars. I don't like the color of it. Well, paint it then. <laughs> I want to paint it tough. <laughs> if you don't want it, don't buy it. And he's like, buy nine hundred. And muffin's like, no, eleven hundred. Twelve hundred and. 80 lollies. <laughs> fine. Little old granny pugs just like, fine, just pulls out fucking 1200 quid from my little purse. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, it's you have to watch this TV show, John. You really do. I will watch it because even Lucy's watched it and now I feel left out because she works at a school so she's, like, she's seen it with the kids and stuff and I'm just like, oh, she's got three kids so she's got two twin uh, pair of twins and a little girl who's about four i fucking love those kids but when it was coming up to her eldest one's birthday in may i was like i'm buying you stuff of bluey and i want you to fucking play with it <laughs> it's like there's a puzzle look and she and i was just like tell auntie you love it and she's like yeah i love it i'm like okay and then i'm like i literally look at their parents and i'm like She's going to use it, right? Because if not, I'll take it back and i use it for myself. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it back. I'll take it. I'll take it. Shit. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, I want it, I want it. I was like, okay, you can have it, kiddo. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But, like... <laughs> but it hooks, like, it hooks kids. Like, it's so good. It hooks parents. And I think that's the... There's not many, like, kids' TV shows these days that, like, can hook both audiences. Like and nah. it does it perfectly, and I don't think there will be another t- like kids TV show that can do it soon. There, there definitely mm-hmm. hasn't been one in the past. Louis like the perfect, but they're taking like a hiatus, yeah, from writing. I mean, but I'll take it because get new episodes. It's influenced the whole new generation. Yeah, it's influenced like. My, like our lives as a family massively because if we don't watch wrestling when we eat dinner we watch bluey there's no in between there's no in between with it so it's fucking mm-hmm. great i'm so glad i discovered it <laughs> actually um jordan you have to oh you have to watch this tv show I'll fucking watch it this right. week this week 
before we record the, the next of a episode. Batman Beyond rewatch. All no, right, leave me alone. No, no, pause. No, Batman, gone. Batman's dead to you now. Blue you is. know what? Actually, you know what? Bitch, you're going the right way for a slap. You know what? I'm gonna message <laughs> Lucy on TikTok. I'm gonna message Lucy on TikTok from the podcast account and tell her to get you to watch it. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, you just gotta go through the same the same stages of Bluey. Okay, I'll fucking watch it. Fuck. I mean, if it makes me cry, you guys are fucked. Yeah, that's what. Do you know I'm what? Do you know what? Actually, <laughs> do you know what? Yeah. An episode hasn't actually made me cry. Oh, mate. Do you say it has you? Uh, made Julia cry. Which one? The baby race. The baby race. Baby race. <laughs> baby race. Oh, is that the one where Chili's? Is that the one where Chili's like, oh, she doesn't feel like she's a good enough mum because Bluey yeah. can't yeah. do everything. Literally, all she gets is you're doing great, and that she just makes the fuck. Yeah. Girl. Okay. Yeah. That... Like, good job. I'm a good mum. Yeah. Yeah. It's like mum shame. Like mum shame's a real thing. Like, there'll always be that mum at, like, a toddler group whose kid, for some reason, is just further along than any of the other kids. And like, oh, my God, look how great my kid is. This is great. But my biggest flex is, with parents like that, my kid was walking just after they were one. And I'll clap back. And I'll be like, so Esme, when she was born, she had, like, didn't have a hip, her hip wasn't fused properly. So she had to wear, like, a... Hip brace. A hip brace basically that helped fuse the hip bone and um, have it in place and she was mm-hmm. so she wore that until she was like three four months maybe mm-hmm. and she was still walking before she was one and then aries that little bastard was so quick before like he was way before he was one but he just wanted to keep up with the girls that was the thing he was just in pain. yeah he was starting so... on the testosterone early uh-huh he was just like duh, 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 go 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 he, he used to be because he found it hard to like walk because he's a boy and boys are just notoriously lazy for doing everything. So um, he would be able to crawl so quick. Like you'd hear like because we used to live in a first floor flat, so you'd you'd hear like the girls like dum 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 dum, and then as me do 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 do. And then Eris just across the fucking. I was just like, oh, yep, yeah, there's. It's almost like you just had like another pet because then the cat Kiara would just hear behind him. Fucking hell, man! Moving on from Bluey. Moving on from Bluey. No. My only was um my top one was Fifth Element mainly because it's an amazing film. So underrated. Fifth Element was my main one, only purely because we still quote it to this day. Literally. If I'm like, oh, I need a little bit of money, and he's like, no, ask for it properly, I'm like, okay, give me the cash. <laughs> I've never seen it. I don't understand. I feel like Jordan and Bluey. Oh, man, <laughs> oh, man you've got to watch Fifth Element. I've it's never... got such a great. One part of like the signal on it is uh, not the signal, the song out of it is oh my god, absolutely amazing. Lee Evans makes a random appearance in it as well, like a hip worker. It is such a good movie. I mean, when the first time that we went to Comic Con, 
we actually saw someone dressed up as Lilo Dallas. And there's only okay, one I know that, yeah. Yeah. Literally, she just goes, Lilo Dallas, multibus. Yeah, like, I, I know I know the look because I've seen it at Comic-Con, like, every single time. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I, great, I have great these random pop culture references in my head. I know where they're from, and I know what they are, but I've never seen them, like, on the screen. Fifth Element is literally one of our top films because of it. And Harry Potter's mainly up there as well. Mainly because I had a Harry Potter themed wedding. You did. Fucking class. I've seen it. Yeah, it looks so good. I love my mother-in-law. I absolutely love my mother-in-law because every decoration that you can see in pictures and stuff like that, all handmade by her. Wow, that's crazy. My, my, my wedding bouquet, all of the lapel flowers that we handed out to all guests, they were handmade by her. Literally, she had finger burns from her cock glue on making those. And so, I, I I, couldn't applaud her more. And I was like, mate. That's such a no, thing, like, around the time, obviously, you've been married six years, I've been married five years. Like, the whole DIY mm-hmm. wedding thing was such a big thing right then. Oh, yeah. Because... One is so fucking expensive. It's even more now. Sorry, it's George. Fucking off. Don't get married mate. at the moment, George. Like honestly, we're having we're having a pagan wedding, mate. That's forest wedding. All I need is a location, and I will do the rest. I will be chopping trees down and shit and building the whole thing my fucking self. Yeah, it's the best way to do it. I'm not gonna lie. Literal best DIY way to do weddings it. are the best way to do it, and then it's exactly how you want it. Yep. Yeah. It's... We we planned it out how we want to do it. Like we want to have, and I hate to say it, but it's the clearest reference I can make that anyone will get. But like the Twilight Saga, where they're like the, they get married, and it's in the forest, like tree feet, like an archway. But it will it's it's a pagan wedding, so it's not gonna be in a fucking church. I'd rather fucking set my own dick on fire. No, I I, I refuse church. I refuse to registry. I... I'm married in my hotel next to a really nice grand. We were married in the hotel step, too. Which fit in with my Harry Potter thing because it was very old, dark wood, very in-depth. I only learned a couple of weeks ago that that hotel is now completely closed down and I'm like, Aww. oh. Really you did. It but, wasn't me. Yeah. No, we, yeah, no, we, yeah, we just got married we in did. a hotel because one, we were poor as fuck at the time but still yep. just wanted to get married. Mm-hmm. And yeah. didn't care what we did, where it was, like, we just wanted to do it. And, yeah. you know. The, the problem we had is if we have so much family, like, so much family from both of our sides as well. Like, my mum is one of seven kids. <laughs> my my dad's got one sister. My because, because Rob's um, a divorced family, he has... So many sides to it. So his dad is one of six. No, he's got six sisters. Literally, we call them a coven for a reason. Fucking hell. Um, his mum's got like four siblings. His stepdad's got like four siblings. Only one of them is still with us, sort of thing. But it's like, whoa, this is a massive family on both sides of things. <laughs> How the fuck are we supposed to do this? So yeah, now our wedding had to be DIY for a reason because we could mm-hmm. not do anything else. Well, the amount of people if getting it paid, like paid someone to actually make all of the stuff that we did, we would still be fucking paying it off now. Yeah, yeah. 
Like, the amount of people you just listed off there is more than was on my side. Yeah. I I don't like that, people. People who came from my side were my mum, unfortunately my dad, um, my brother, his psycho ex-girlfriend who had about 24 different personalities. Um, Bit of a split scenario going on there, like it. Mm-hmm. My sister... My brother-in-law, their kids, my best friend, who was my best man, who isn't actually a man, is a lesbian woman who I've known hey, since. We had one of those. We yeah. had a we had a best woman. And the best thing, the best thing is, they get married. Like she's getting married next year, and I get to be her best man, and I'm so, so super excited for it. Maid um, of dishonor. Change it to maid of dishonor. Well, no, she's like the she's the masculine side. Okay. So she should be in a suit. So yeah. Um. Then, and yeah, I think that was it. Like at the actual ceremony, so I had nine people on my side. Mm -hmm. I don't like enough people. (laughs) I don't like that many people. Restrict out so much. We had to only have like fifty during the day, and I said to people, I went, "I'm not being funny." Don't like kids. I don't want your kids there. So we had a total as well. of four kids. Yeah, yeah, four kids. One of them was my little niece. I love my niece to bits. Like yeah. she's eleven now. So I'm like, you're my little bridesmaid. And I look at pictures of back of her and I'm like, oh my god, you're so tiny. Yeah, yeah. Lucy said that wrong. Like she loves kids. I mean, she's a fucking school teacher. But she has said like, unless they are able to shut the fuck up during the wedding. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. That's what I didn't want. I didn't want screaming children. I didn't want anything like that. I knew that my niece would behave herself. I knew that my cousin's kid would behave himself because he was a page boy. And I'm like, because as long as they behave themselves, I don't give a fuck. You can come, they can come to the evening. I don't give an absolute shit once that was gone. Ceremony, I want it for a reason. Oh, yeah, the afters is whatever. But yeah, it's like, yeah, that ceremony, you're ideally only going to do it once. So you want to be perfect. Well, Esme fell asleep. Esme fell asleep. At our ceremony, so she was done out of it. I think it took her five minutes at the start of the ceremony, and she was knocked out, stone cold asleep. Yeah. And she slept for about an hour, and then woke up where while we were like, and like had food and stuff. And then she had so Julia's dad was like feeding her like wedding cake and. She must have had so much wedding cake because Judith's friend took her back to the hotel room, was gonna like lay down, go to sleep, and then come back. Mm-hmm. Now she Dinner. fucking TC'd <laughs> off of wedding cake, so she TC'd, came back out in her jammies, and she there's a there's a photo of her on the dance floor, knocked out. My like jacket over her as like a duvet and just we found like a like a pillow and we just left her she just laid down on the floor and just knocked out so i just covered her over and then we just all got maccas ordered to the nice. hotel nice. <laughs> and just left her there but she was like the last one like she was the lo- one the last one standing with like all of us and like our close friends and stuff so it was like she fucking loved it i mean she was three at the time she loved every second of it because she was like yeah i get to stay up really late I was like, I'm not even going to consider trying to put you to bed because you TC'd last time. You're just going to TC again and just carry on. 
It, it genuinely it's like that video is like somebody gave me five. No. <laughs> 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 oh. Okay, so first one, and I have to ask because like, okay, so obviously in the beginning, I grew up in single parent household. Like you know, I spent like yeah. Are you raised? Mama raised. Mama raised. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and the one thing, like, me and my mum, like, used to, like, this was, like, our thing, like, all the time. It was watching Friends. Like, that that, that was our thing. And I, I, to this day, I can still, <laughs> I can put on an episode of Friends. I know every single word I can tell you. Like, you put a trivia quiz on a Friends and I'll have it fucking nailed. Unless it's like, oh, how long is this episode? I don't fucking know. But I know every line, every little detail. And it is for me, it's a comfort show because mm-hmm. it is just such easy watching. It reminds me of a time before I had bills and I fucking miss it. It was simpler and, time. Yeah, I, I shit you not. Like, And I remember when we had, we had the original VHS copies and then we got the DVD box set. And even now, like, so when I was on annual leave a little while ago, I think like a couple weeks ago, like, my mum's off because my mum's just had surgery. Nothing major, just like knee surgery. Well, it's major, yeah. it's knee surgery. But she's off work as well. And so I'm helping around the house and stuff and like taking the dog for the walk and whatever. And honestly, just put on friends. And it's just like, we just sit there. And it's just like, it literally reminds me of being a kid. Like, because that, that was my childhood. Like, me and my mum would watch Friends together every week, every time it came out. That was our one, that was our thing. And, like, didn't understand what the fuck was going on after time when I was a kid, <laughs> but I watch it back now, and it, I, it, shit you not, it takes me back, because yeah. I'll hear certain lines, and I'll be like, oh, I understand what that means now. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. I get that. <laughs> I understand it. Only yeah. took me, like, 20 years, but yeah. I got there. I got there. <laughs> <laughs> So this next one, um, it's, this is a childhood show, and I've just thought of this one while we're doing this. But Bear in the Big Blue House. Oh my god! I tried rewatching this a couple of weeks ago. It's just and no, you know, it's I just was like, "Hey, good night, Moon." I'm like, "Okay, good night, Moon." The nostalgia, like the song. I know the end song word for word, and I will See, sing it. Like, this is like with... so different because what? I'm six years older than you, George. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, what I'm 27, so okay, 27. So four years older than you. Yeah, I wasn't watching that then. Like I was, because oh. when you were four, probably watching it, I was eight. So I'm up watching yeah. like I'm watching big boy cartoons at eight. Like I'm a big man now. <laughs> like I know I'm watching proper cartoons. <laughs> I'm watching Barry the Big Blue House. Like, ah, bro, I'm not even kidding. Just. For, for your own like satisfaction, if I'm going to watch Bluey, I need you to watch an episode of Bear in the Big Blue House. Okay, you got to do it. Yeah, okay. but you'll love it because even now I see clips of it on TikTok, and like it's one of those ones where he used to interact with the camera, like talking to like you know, we'll see the kids mm-hmm. watch it. Break the fourth wall, and it's like nostalgia. Like I actually get emotional because it just it takes me back again to being a kid, and mm-hmm. it's just like. Oof. Yeah, he's talking to me. <laughs> I watched Bear in the Big Blue House because I saw a TikTok on it that if you watch it and your dog starts watching it, they could because they can actually see the colours and stuff like that. I put it's it really on, vibrant. and he was literally watching it, sitting on the rug, staring up at our TV, like, "This is really great, Mum." I know I'm watching it too, bud. And Rob was just looking at me like, 
Are you okay? I'm like, I'm okay. I'm yeah. just going back to childhood. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I got this. Fuck off. It's fine. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> It's the end song, it's the end of every episode, and I yeah. swear to God, you'll be singing it by episode two. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so... Next one I got um, was, okay, so obviously for me, like, my favourite, favourite all-time superhero is Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Really? So... I never, never, never have guessed, oh my God. Oh, no. <laughs> Not like I've been cosplaying him for like five, six years at this Wait, point or anything. You do cosplay? <laughs> oh my god selfless plug Emerald Archer UK <laughs> such a shit um, 20 odd people that have listened to this fucking thing and most of them probably already follow me yeah. <laughs> it's fine it's fine yeah like with Arrow coming out that was like that was my my show like that brought my favourite character to the big screen or what well, the like TV screen, and even yeah, like, yeah. I know CW shows get a lot of hate for how wanky and shit they are, and let's face it, a lot of them are shit. Mm-hmm. But this one, like this, was fucking. It was gritty. It was down to earth. It was so brutal. They gave real depth to the character. Stephen Amell, Canadian born legend, um, also had a very it. good stint in the WWE for a few months as a celebrity wrestler. He was very fucking good. Very fucking good. Absolutely, man. Like, he was absolute class. Like, they could not have cast that any better. The only person I would class, I would cast as Green Arrow over him would be Charlie Hunnam. Because he has the look, and also he has that sarcastic nature about he's him. A he's a like, very handsome man. He, he is. is. He's very good. <laughs> He's a dish. He's a mm-hmm. dish. Carved by Aphrodite herself. Oh. He, he is he is gorgeous. I can't lie. He's in mm-hmm. my top five of people I would not be mad if Julia left me for. <laughs> like, you'd be jealous he left like he left you for Julia, not the other way around. Like, you got him. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's always a couple on your hall passes. Everyone has a hall pass for a reason. Yeah, mine's Henry Cavill. Bon appetit. Yeah, Jordan <laughs> would only be mad that Lucy left him for Cavill was because Cavill didn't pick Jordan over Lucy. Like that's the yeah. only reason he would be so mad I'd about be, it. I'd be so pissed. Like it wouldn't even matter like that she left me for him. It would be that he didn't leave like anyone else for me. <laughs> <laughs> Mind damn it, I tell you. I've, I've already married him in my head. Like he is he's a beautiful man. Like yeah. a friend of mine who um He's a personal trainer. His brother is also he's a stuntman, and he's met Henry Cavill. So like he like he's done like he's trained with him. He's done stunts with him, and he said like he is such a down to earth lad. Like he's just such a great guy. Like mm-hmm. hands down, no fakery, absolutely perfect geezer. Like yeah. he's a, he's a lad, and oh, stop making him perfect. Like, it's not fair. There has but to I'm be something wrong with him. I, I, honestly, I I don't know what it is because like it's fact it's, the fact is as well he's not on steroids he's he's natural he's got to that through being natty as well so not only is he physically perfect he is mentally perfect like he's just perfection pure mm. perfection he he genuinely is he's he is my definition of a man like the a kind of geezer he is the kind of guy who would give you like an absolute Fucking ramming, but 
after that, he, he would make you, he'd make you breakfast in bed. Tea and crumpets. <laughs> yeah. He'd be the perfect grumpy book boyfriend, but at the same time, I will love you at the same time. It's like... You know what I mean? Like, and so if you ever seen, like, if you follow him on Instagram, like, you see him barbecuing, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like the you see him doing mundane house. stuff, like taking his dogs for a walk and stuff like that. He's like, the, his love for his dogs as well. I'm like, oh my god, Bruh, I'm not even kidding. When he built that PC in lockdown, that was <laughs> yes. Just watching him in a vest top, twisting that screwdriver. I'm like, oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. Saying, I wish you'd twist me like that. Oh please, give me half a chance. I'm just going to let you guys record some audio on a Cavill fucking episode. I'll just, hope, I'll just fucking edit it, it for the... you. Yeah, I've got one hope for this now that he actually fucking listens to it. Because it, it, like, I will send him my address. I'm like, come here. I will give my breath for you. <laughs> <laughs> this part of me that praise just doesn't take off. So then it doesn't gain any kind of thing. So then he doesn't see it. So then you two don't turn to actual fucking puddles. If he ever we like, that's the thing. Literally, you wouldn't be able to do the episode. We stand in, stand in front of me. I would let you. No, I've just dripped. Yeah. <laughs> Wet floor sign, please. Yeah. I'd have to do that episode. <laughs> You'd have to go. No, you wouldn't really be that thing. One you wouldn't be a bitch like... gone. Yeah, because they're too busy. One's got a raging erection, and the other one's Jordan. Like. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, if that ever, ever happened, I just wouldn't tell you. Like, I would just... I'd cry. I'd have to tell us. Like, you, you can't do that to me. You, you can't, can't, you can't leave them like that. That's not fair. No, because no, if I didn't in, know that was happening... I, no, as in, I wouldn't tell you, and I would just, like, be like, okay, just turn up, because obviously, eventually, I'd like to have a place where we can just go and film and record podcasts and stuff that's just, like an area as space so jordan realistically when you buy a house with lucy if you could buy a three-bedroom house that'd be great we are buying a three-bedroom house perfect see we've already see? just commented one of jordan's bedrooms for I recording mean, a podcast we're kind of hoping at the bottom of our garden to put a very nice <laughs> man cave bar oh we actually yeah we are oh that'd be really cool nice yeah that is the plan three to four bedroom house because where we're looking like at the minute like that's really feasible so it would be like office space for now and then like yeah kids come along just adapt what yeah, so like yeah, get a, like a man cave out in the garden and still keep the office space yeah pretty much <laughs> let the kids live in the garden <laughs> yeah go live in the wendy house yeah back to where we were this is one so this was one in lockdown that i picked up i think the reason it struck a chord with me so much because i heard so much about it and this is the one equivalent where i say the us is better than the uk and it's the office. I was gonna say I knew you were gonna go to the office. Oh, I see. Yeah. I started trying to watch it for the first time ever, and I'm like, mm. the first season is awful. But the reason it's bad is because they're trying to do British humour. They can't do it. Like, it's just impossible. But once you get on after that, and the first season's only six seasons, six episodes long. Mm-hmm. And I, I stuck it out because I kept doing so many good things. And I've got a few friends in the states as well, and they kept saying, you oh, know, keep with it, keep with it. You'll get it. It'll get good. And I watched it, and I've I've watched it through so many times. And even now, I put it on like to go to sleep with because I've kind of like stepped away from friends for a minute to put this on. And honestly, God, I I picked up in lockdown, and I have never loved something so much because it's just so real. 
like you you forget that this is a, a show like because like the, the, the one thing i said i think it has over friends is that you never see them at work weirdly they're never at work ever and if they are it's like you know a quick like two minute scene yeah it's in central perk that's about it yeah yeah uh, or it's one of their apartments but this this is so centered on their real lives like them going to work every day like just trying to do a nine to five you know growing as people like you actually see them develop as people and grow and grow stronger friendships and you know they have their relationships and dynamics change and it's so well thought out that i would say in many ways it does top friends as much as a show i I think it does go that one step further like nine seasons it is hands down fantastic like the whole Jim and Pam getting together eventually and everything, like, just watching it come together is so amazing. And I shit you not, their wedding is a two-parter, and I still, like, I will watch that, and I'm like, I hope that me and Lucy are this, like, half as happy as them for the rest of our lives because they're such a perfect couple, and it's so beautiful. And then you've got, like, Dwight. Dwight is just fucking amazing, like... Jordan's just showing emotion, it's amazing to see yeah no. <laughs> what happens when i'm not miserable i'm not work um <laughs> that's what happens when you talk about lucy like the emotions yeah, yeah. come out she's unlocked that part um i'm not editing that out by the way that's going straight no. in <laughs> oh well fuck you very much um so yeah no what carry on with the u.s office because it is probably one of the greatest tv shows that has ever been made because it is just so real like you will watch it and you will not believe at one point that these people are actors they are actually just people and the chemistry is just so well done and the characters they're just they're not over the top they're just people and it's so well done i love it every second of it and i could watch it any live long day whatever the episode Obviously, some of them are insanely cringy, but the only reason they're cringy is because Steve Carell is such a great actor. <laughs> he, he is fantastic. He, he is can great. make any situation so cringe, and you just, I sit there like, oh, no. Like, if that happened yeah. in real life, you oh. would absolutely die. You would die, but yeah. He, he's just so brilliant, and it's, it's a shame, like, because he... I'm not going to say too much, but, yeah, he did... He you know, made that show what it is, and he's so brilliant at it. So yeah, keep going with that. If you haven't watched, like, how far you've got, just keep I, going. What well, was the bit that I actually got to? I got up to where Pam and her fiancé finally set a date on the boat right. trip. Okay, just keep going. Please keep going, because it just gets so much better every step of the way. And you will, you will get more invested in the characters. Got to stick with it. It's one of those that I've heard so much about, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And then I see all the memes that people put around, and I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe. It's good. It is amazing. Just stick with it. Like, I promise you, it will get very, very good. Next one I got. Now, this one, I blame Lucy for this, because she's a fucker. <laughs> she, so this show is, this is Canada's longest running drama, Okay been going for like 17 seasons jay do you know what it is no wait okay, okay. you're right uh, so i like something give us a clue, give us a clue. Go, oh, is it is it is it quite well known in canada it is is you would not know it if you weren't in canada i don't think unless you just somehow came across it but 
to give you context, this thing has been going so long that Lucy showed me a, an episode from season six. They still had Motorola flip phones. Oh, oh. what the fuck? Yeah, that old. So, and this was this was a classic scenario. So we were at Lucy's house, and I was doing some. I think I was working on a couple of props, um, and a new season came out of this show and she was like oh i, I want to watch this like do you know what you watch your fucking program and i'll just do this you know i'll get on my shit and it was a, that stereotypical husband and wife thing where it was like oh i won't get invested i won't get into this so like, no and then i like she's all watching i'm like yeah 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 and then it gets like two like two episodes in and i'm like oh fucking hell what's going on there yeah. Watching it through the window as I'm having a smoke, I'm like, "Oh my fucking god, they did that, <laughs> bitch!" Me with every single white trash TV show Julia watches, like I'm invested in everything white trash TV now. I love it. Yeah. So this show is called the show is called Heartland. Okay. Oh, I've heard. Yeah, no, I have. My friend absolutely fucking loves it. And that's the thing, it's so, so good, and it shouldn't be for what it is. Basically, for context, like for Heartland, it's, I haven't seen, I've only seen the most recent season, so I've not seen the rest of them, but I was hooked live on this one. And it starts, so it follows the same characters, all the same characters have been in it for like 17 years, so they grew up on this show. My God. And it starts off with like this girl who like you know her mum is like a horse trainer they live on a ranch in canada and stuff and like it's all about them raising horses and like their lives are based around the ranch and everything and like very cowboy in canada it's very cool um and there, there there's a character called jack and he is a definition of a texan cowboy like big hat broom mustache like completely like, and he's like <laughs> i'm not appreciating what you're saying <laughs> Fuck it, he's a man. He is like a fucking like kind of guy. Like take a trip down there to sheriff's office. Yeah, he'll shear a sheep and then like knit your sweater out of it. Like just a guy, the man. But and honest to God, like there's this show has been going for so long. It can as long as run drama, it will suck you in. Like I'm sat there, absolutely loving it. And then like at one point, like they always do it. There was like some kind of scare or some kind of like you know cliffhanger. And there was an episode where like. They were having a rodeo, but someone like fucked around with the rodeo, and they put like it was like um, what's it called? Um, don't fuck with the cowboys' rodeo. Well, <laughs> yeah, and it was um, the one where they like the the horse tries to buck you off. Um, a bucking bronco. Uh, yeah, bronco riding, and um, someone put someone who wanted to fuck with the rodeo put stones under the saddle. And like Jack ended up like in like the cage before it even got like out. He's getting trampled and he's getting like and I'm like well, I'm fucking shitting myself. And I'm like, wait to watch the next episode. Come <laughs> I'm not fucking letting him die. <laughs> and he was fine, which is you know, so he, he, he spoiler alert, fine. fucking hell, Jordan. <laughs> well, I've just told you about a character in it. Like he's fine. Like you know, you're gonna see a lot of other shit if you start watching it. And but yeah. I thought I would never give a shit. It's a fucking show about horses and ranching and stuff. <laughs> well, ranching I'd be interested in, but it's modern day. It's not like, you know, Old West or anything. It is just about this girl who kind of has this connection with horses and she gets a name as a horse trainer. Like, like she has this way to understand these horses and shit. And it just follows basically her story and her family because Jack's her granddad and she's got her dad in it. 
mum dies um like right at the beginning so you're not gonna miss out there fuck me like it is the most emotional like brilliant random show i never thought i'd watch i would recommend it wholeheartedly to anyone because it's so good and it will grip you in seconds always on whenever i go around my mate she's always got it on she's like go watch it i'm like yeah yeah because she's massive like horse because uh she's a farrier by trade yeah so she's literally like I love my horses. I love everything to do with it. This is so good. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, no, horses. trust me. I could give a fuck about horses. Like, realistically, deep down, like, horses are cool and I'd love to ride one to my bucket list. But deep down, would I sit there and watch something about horses? Fuck no. But did I? Yeah. Did I like it? <laughs> Hell <laughs> yeah. Yellowstone on Paramount, that's supposed to be elite. Yeah. Give this show a go if you can. There, there's a load of it on Netflix at the moment. I, they haven't got the earliest seasons, but even then, you don't need to watch a lot. I watched like the most recent season only, and I still got caught up with all the characters and the, their kind of shit. So it, it's worth a watch. And then that brings me on to my last one. That's my biggest hate and my biggest love at the same time: The Witcher. I Netflix. knew it was going to be The Witcher. Knew it. I knew it was coming. I was going to be. I was going to be really upset if Witcher wasn't in it. I mean, it's on my list. I fucking loved The Witcher. Mainly for Cave, for like, Henry Cavill. Not gonna lie. Just purely for that. Yeah, he was who, a sexy Who doesn't person. see him in the bathtub scene? Oh, absolutely. One scene. It's all I need to watch. It's um, <laughs> gonna be spicy. <laughs> but yeah, The Witcher had such potential. Like I said, I've read all the books, played the games, and I got fucking Gwent cards for my birthday, like, so I'm a pretty solid fan. Like, and the whole premise of it, like, it had so much promise. And I'll be I'll be the first to admit, I didn't, I was one of the people in the beginning that thought, do you know what, when Henry Cavill was cast, I didn't know if he was going to be good because I'd never seen him in something as dramatic and gritty as The Witcher. So, didn't know he could do it. And he smashed it out the fucking park. Like, he was the perfect choice for the role there can be no other like he has he set the standard it's like david tennant as doctor who there's, there's yeah. no there's no question there is no other there's um, no question. but the writers that are they're fucking cunts they really are and i really hope that lauren history hears this because she's a cunt as well and i hate her so much because the witcher is my favorite book series it takes place over harry potter and it mm-hmm. is fucking amazing and it had such potential. You were given the guide to create the show. Just and the follow fact that you that. had that loved it as much as well and had read everything and knows everything. And then now you're just like, no, we're going to get rid of him because he knows too much. Yeah, they, they had the perfect guide to say, right, well, no, we need to do it this way because that will stay accurate to the books. And they did so, they did some good parts of it. I, it wasn't all shit. I can't say it was because the first season... Okay, I could understand, okay, you need to set your own way. I can understand writers wanting to take their own little snippets and make their own mark on it, which is fair, because as a writer, you want to be creative and you've got to give something, you know, to bridge fans in who aren't maybe as familiar with the books, because it was only seven years, no, ten years ago now, they were translated from Polish. So they're not that recent on the UK market. So fair enough, you've got to bridge the gap a bit. But the way that they dealt with some of the characterization was just fucking awful. Like the way they have Yennefer having like a pity party for herself over, like, you know, 
hey, you took my choice away. She never fucking did that. Like, she never, like, whinged about it. She always wanted kids, but, and she, like, regretted going, like, losing that ability, but, like, she wasn't such a whiny cunt about it. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, the casting for her was shit. That woman is fucking ugly. <laughs> she looks like a toe and it's that's not Yennefer I'm sorry uh, but there are so many more people you could have cast who are probably more well known or even not as well known and they would have read the part better and they would have been more accurate to her description and they would have actually like not looked like my left ball bag but it's, it's just I didn't, was... I didn't agree with Tris either Tris was <clears throat> not right no, I'm sorry. I mean, no, no. I mean, like she. Funny enough, that actress plays plays Romilda Vane in um, Harry Potter. Fun, fun he does. I pointed that out to Rob, and he went, "No." I was like, "Yeah, it is. It is. It is." Shit, the bird. Yeah, they, they they like they tackled. They did a lot with it. Um, but I the, the second season is where it a got really really good and also really really bad because the, the first episode they did tackled my favourite part of the books, which if you haven't read it, is basically their version of Beauty and the Beast, because that it, except, you know, for the vampire, instead of, you know, a damsel in distress. So, mm-hmm. worth a read. Fucking amazing part of the book. It's even better in the books, like, because it, it's done a different way, because Siri was never meant to be there, so she was never meant to be a part of that story. Um, yeah, they, they, they just they just started diverging too far away from the source material again. This is this was the big beef for everyone. They just try and do their own thing instead of giving people what they said they were gonna give, which was an adaptation of the books. And they created a villain that was never even in the books for the for the big bad of season two. And then of course we got the news that, you know, Henry Cavill was you know, parting ways. Like mm-hmm. no, he left because you fucked his one of his favorite things, and so now he's he's gone elsewhere. He's going to do a Warhammer show with fucking Amazon. Right. Yeah, it just it it took it had such potential, and it really bums me out because so my friend Chester, he is big into Star Wars, and like he's like the Soaker and everything. Like they brought out his favorite character. They brought Ezra Bridger to the big screen, mm-hmm. and everything's begun on Star Wars at the moment. He's been so happy because it's been every little bit of expectation that he's wanted and even more. They've exceeded the expectations of fans, which is such a hard thing to do now. And this that this could have been my thing of that. This because it's reading those books brought me so much joy and so much involvement. I've never been so sucked into a book that I could not stop reading. Mm-hmm. And it 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 really did it actually breaks my heart a little bit because it had such potential to go a long way they had planned seven seasons i guess there's seven books you know so it's, it it had so much potential and it just died died very fucking quickly yeah as soon as it lost the fan base that was it it was done yeah that's, that's the it, thing like... things these days is once you've lost your fan base and you can't stick with them you're you're done yeah. Oh, and the biggest, the biggest fuckery that really annoyed me with the last season. I've just got to end on this one because it was Yaskir. Firstly, he should have been called Dandelion, but you know, I get it. Okay, you want to call him something different? Fair enough. Not a big issue. Mm-hmm. Is making him fucking bisexual. I'm sorry, but the character throughout the books is a serial womanizer. Like he is notorious for sticking his dick in the wrong women. That's what he does. 
yep. not once in any of the books does it mention any interest in men whatsoever. Like there, there there's none of that. So what was the point? Like mm-hmm. you just trampled an entire character's foundation. And the really fucking weird bit is they made him gay with Radovid. And in the real timeline of The Witcher, Radovid would have been about ten years old at the uh, those events. Like, I don't know why they decided to age him up and, like, bring him forward, but, like, no, he's meant to be, like, a super racist, super, like, bigoted asshole who's, like, in The Witcher 3 is in there. But, again, that's, like, 30, 40 years after. So they just pulled shit out their ass and just completely destroyed something that could have been, that could have gone down in TV history. It really could have. And now I pass the torch to Alec. First one is probably not going to come as a surprise to anyone. And I think it's the first cartoon that we've brought up since Bluey. Um, I've got, I would say I cartoon. On my list, but I decided to leave it off. Um, so there's actually, I would say two. One more so than uh, another one. But the main one that like... Def- it, it fucking defined my childhood. It became my personality as like a fucking six, like as a first school kind of thing. And that was Pokemon. Pokemon was, I can't even say was, still is to this day my main fucking personality trait. And literally, even to this day, just take days off of work when a new game comes out. Last one, you took like a week off. You just fucked off for a week because you wanted to play Pokemon. <laughs> you left us in the fucking lurch for a week. He's like, sorry guys, Pokemon's coming out. I gotta fuck off. <laughs> Bye yeah. guys. To be fair, there'd be a fight for when Spider Man comes out in a couple of weeks' time. I've already got it off. Fucking... Oh, you cunt. We'll play it together. Yeah. Yeah, so. Pokemon was really just my thing, and it was at the point where that was like socially acceptable, even as like a kid, because it was still really cool. It was like a real new thing that came out. Um, yeah, and he started coming out. It came out in what nineteen ninety. Six. Was it seven? Uh, six, I think the game came out. The anime came out ninety seven or ninety eight. Yeah, because it wasn't. It's not as old take. as I think it is. It's like twenty. Uh, it's it's just uh, twenty five years, 90, I think. Ninety seven. Ninety seven, yeah. So. Yeah, so it's twenty five. Yeah, so literally, I have grown up with Pokemon. Yeah. It's just been such a huge part of mine, but also like a big part of Julia's life as well. Like, I don't see myself ever not buying or playing a Pokemon game or watching a Pokemon anime and I watched the latest the latest and last season of Ashes um, I remember you had a bad day I put it off and I put it off and I put it off and I finished it and it was awful like <laughs> even going like it was it was the right time to call it. Yeah, because Ash has been in it for what twenty? Well, since the start, basically. Yeah, twenty-five years. Yeah, 
Ash has been to a 10 for 25 years. He's that person that employers ask for. Yeah. And the 20 years yes. worth of experience from the moment you step <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm 10. You're hired. But, yeah, like, I literally, it's weird because as a kid, like, you think of, like, when we were growing up, like, as kids, it was like, oh, who is your idol? Who is your idol? And everyone would be like, oh, it's David Beckham, or they're just named footballers. Yeah. I was literally I Ash Ketchum. I was like, I don't, I, I don't care that it's not real. I want to be a Pokemon master. Yeah. And I fucking am. <laughs> I fucking am. <laughs> you have three feral children. I am. And this is the thing, right? I have three children. Esme now is so into playing Pokemon to the point where she's arguably better than me. Oh, and she's so, so... She just grinds and grinds and grinds and just levels up her Pokemon. And she goes and just steamrolls gyms. Steamrolls them. She goes, I need okay, to go to... She's like, I need to go to, like, the last gym. And she's like, okay. I was like, okay, so that's a dragon type. So I was like, you want at least one dragon type in there just to cover so it's, like, super effective against dragon. It was some fairy types. She goes, okay, can you just check my team? And like, when I went to this gym, my Pokemon were, like, 50, 60, maybe? She's hitting it with, like, level 80 Pokemon. And I'm like, dude, dude, what the fuck? And she's like, oh, I just get bored and I just go to the wild area and train my Pokemon. I'm like, fuck, kid, you're going to go far. I literally said, like, you're going to go far. I was like, you, you, you you're going to go so far. Um, so yeah, it's literally grown up. I've grown up with it. And now my kids are going to start growing up with it. And it's just going to be a completely different thing. It's fucking crazy. Another one, again, around that time, was Yu-Gi-Oh! Fucking... I had that on my list, but I, uh, I crossed it off. But yeah, I yeah. had I've still got Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh-huh. I re-watched the original Yu-Gi-Oh! series not too long ago. Yeah. And it's still so good. I'm so hooked. It's still the best season by far. Like the the best generation. Like I did find like when when Yu Gi Oh GX came mm-hmm. out, it started getting a little bit too far fetched. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just not Yu Gi Oh. No, it's not the same. Yu Gi Oh is the Egyptian shadow games. It's the yeah. the Pharaoh versus you know Pegasus, Pegasus and Kaiba and yeah. then the introduction of the Egyptian god cards and oh you felt the power of that as a kid oh, like the you winged like... I fucking loved the I think the reason I loved the winged dragon of Ra so much is because I was like winged dragon of Ra Charizard winged dragon of Ra Charizard oh no Slice of the Sky Dragon was the goat. I think that's probably yeah. If I think back to Yu-Gi-Oh, like the biggest thing I remember is like just feeling, like weirdly feeling the power of whenever one of them brought out an Egyptian god card, and like you see the reaction on the other person's face, it was like really shocked over the top anime. Like, oh, oh, <laughs> like dude, it's a fucking hologram. Chill, it's good. Like, <laughs> no, you felt it. Like you were like shit. It's because it's how they like. Really... It's because the music switched. And, like, it wasn't just, like, when Dark Magician would come out or, like, Blue Eyes, White oh, Dragon. It was, like, yeah, the screen would shake and it would be, like, bruh, bruh, 
The sky <laughs> dragon. Yeah, always over the top as well. Literally. Like, it just worked. It wasn't camping and then shit. The, it was like, would wrap around that fucking bit, the, the, the skyscraper building, you know, I'm on about. And then the fucking bring on a thunderstorm as well. Yeah. It wasn't like just like animated for the sake of anime. They didn't just put it there. They like they made it interact with the environment, which made it so much more gripping. Like it actually acted like it had its own thinking. Its own oh so good. Yeah, and that then, was a goated show. And I wonder if you've got this one as well, Jordan. I don't know. I've never met many people who actually watched the cartoon, but Beyblade had an original cartoon. Yes, and it did. Fucking Beyblade. I oh my used God. to watch it and be like, I want to be like Kai, because he was like the fucking white tiger. I had the cool fucking backstory. I was like, yeah. I, I want to be like Ray, because he's so fucking cool. Like, yeah. he's so fucking cool. That was saying. the biggest craze I remember as a kid. Like, I had the, sta- the battle stadiums. <laughs> I had, had a battle stadium. I had all the, like, the main characters, Beyblades. Me and my brother would just, yeah. like... And then we'd start, and then as you got older, you'd get the hand, the ones we could hold the hand, not the little ones, and the big yeah. cords, and you'd just... <laughs> at each other... Yeah. I remember um, I had um I even had the one that you know the one that used to come out of the baseball like that had like the spring in it and in the, hopped, the orange one that yeah, hopped yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I had that one wow. and honest to god that thing was undefeated oh but yeah then they banned them from schools because kids get like shooting them at each other and shit like mean, me and my brother was... would shoot <laughs> people but you'd also just be like let it rip and die. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, you. That, that I think that was the biggest craze of Since my childhood Pokemon. was was Beyblades. Yeah, I yeah. think that I think because I don't know if it was regional, maybe, but yeah, like around my way, like Beyblades were the shit. Like I think had... it's like just a it was a worldwide thing. It just hit it because it was in that yeah. era where you had like all the animes coming out of like Japan from toys because there were animes of toys. Yeah. So yeah. you had Yu-Gi-Oh, you had Pokemon, you had Beyblade, you had Digimon. Digimon, Digimon. yeah. That soundtrack, that theme song, fucking slap. You had Digimon, you had those four that came out around the same time. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh man, like, it was so good. Great decade for Hasbro, they made so much money out of people. Literally. And then like... There's a trilogy of films that then defined like my teenage years, my rest of my adult life. I think this um, is probably going through the same for all of us. Um, <laughs> and it's the only series of books I so I don't read. It's the only series and world of books that I've ever read in my entire life, and that is Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth. And yeah. that <laughs> shit for me is the reason I'm into everything that I'm into now, fantasy-wise, is just because the world, the law, the every, it's, yeah. un, it's unmatched, it's unrivaled, and it will never be matched. 
no and that like those films like i've only recently read the books because i went back and i thought oh, i'll read them and i'll, I'll give them a go because i've heard so, they're really really good and really so are, they are good. fucking masterpieces I mean, it's a but... hard read it's oh, a hard, yeah. hard read. It's a slog to read it, but my but god, is it worth it's it? Worth every single second. Mm-hmm. And the thing like that, that the, the one thing that with the films, obviously, that was my first interaction. But that, that's how you do a book adaptation. Peter Jackson is the fucking goat of f- mm-hmm. book adaptations. Like he, like the things he cut were only necessary to make sure that he wasn't making a fifty-hour-long film, like. Because no one would have fucking watched it at the time. At the time, now you would. Now we would watch it. We'd be like, "Don't even care if it's edited. Just, just fucking do it." Like we don't yeah. care. Like we're in. But yeah, he is. He drew the golden line. He removed stuff that wouldn't hinder the story and would allow a, a steady flow, and you could fit it into a good three hours. Yeah. But that, and that was a really long film for that time. So that yeah. like was huge. But yes, he—he he is the only person who's ever done it. Yeah, and, and when you look at talk about the films as well, there was you think they came out two thousand one through to two thousand three, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they hold up still to this day, better than any modern CGI, any modern yeah. makeup effects, any yeah. anything, anything, nothing compares to it. And no, this the, is like the, the twenty or this is like twenty-two years ago, and you know, it's ridiculous. And and the man you kind of have to thank for it is Andy Circus. Oh yeah, Andy Circus had such a big, big role. And when you look at any other Andy Circus movie that he's had a role in in CGI, like for example, Planet of the Apes, incredible yeah. CGI. Um, yeah. Just anything Andy Circus that he's been involved in is 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 great and but you know there was no it wasn't CGI orcs, it wasn't CGI Uruks. It was real fucking people make up the shit up. Yeah. And it was and natives real. in New Zealand as well, if but, I'm right. Like, yeah, a lot real. of a lot of like New Zealand natives were it with, with the a Uruks. Lot of money into their communities. Yeah. Well, they they were the Uruks because of their build, because they're all just jacked as fuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're big dudes. Like they are just built different. Like they're the really nice dudes. So good. But yeah, just it was just so good, so ahead of its time, so so perfect. Oh, hands so down. Perfect. There's never a bad time to watch Lord of the Rings. No. And the one memory I have that sticks out massively for me for it was Return of the King. This was 2003. And this was very shortly. I think, actually, this was... I would have been 12, yeah. So I'm pretty sure this was one of the first Valentine's Days after my parents had split up. And for that Valentine's Day, me and my brother were like, we're going to take mum to the cinema because she deserves it. We were like 10 and 12 or like 11 and 9 at the time. So yeah. we're going to go and take her. And we took her to watch The Return of the King. And at the time, we were like, this is like the coolest thing we could do. And that still to this day is like the 
I think the fucking coolest thing that any kids could ever do is just yeah. take their mum to the cinema after all of the shit that they kind of went through. And it just happened to be when The Return of the King came out. Mm-hmm. And it was so great. So, like... I don't know, I, I'm pretty sure it made my mum cry. But she would never admit it or show it or at the time but it was yeah it was great for her for her for us and i just i'll never find anything like tv or film wise that comes close to the way they will always make me feel when i watch them and i can watch them i will watch them without a doubt at least once or twice a year it's crazy. I remember when I first showed them to Julia and I it was the extended edition. And you mean she, the only right edition to watch. The correct edition. <laughs> yes. And literally she finished it. And the first thing she said was, I understand everything on the internet now. <laughs> because it's just all fucking Lord of the Rings memes. And now all she does is quote majority of it or will say, oh, do you remember in that point with this bit and this bit? And actually brings on to a really funny, like, argument we had. We were just talking, we were in bed and we were just like, talk, I think we'd been watching it or something. And I was like, do you know what I really wish they'd have done? I was like, I wish they would have put like Tom the Tom Bombadil scenes in. And I was explaining yeah. to her who Tom Bombadil is. And she was like, I don't think you're talking about a real character. <laughs> and like, I was like, yellow welly boots and all. I was like, no, no. And I just was going like, no, he's a real character. It's like, don't ever think he's not a real character. Don't you dare disrespect Tom Bombadil like that. <laughs> and this was a like, it must be like half 11 midnight. And she's like, really why? Why Why are you talking about this? I was like, because you told me it wasn't a real character. You didn't read the things that I read. You don't understand. <laughs> and she's like, why were you talking about this now? And I'm just like, because you brought it up and you said that it wasn't yeah. real. <laughs> you, you triggered me and you're going to deal with it. Yeah. But the films also gave me the first, like, raw excitement as a kid. Like, mm. to watch a film. But also, raw, like, movie film anxiety. And I remember it clear as that. I was with my friend at the time. His parents took us to go and watch The Two Towers. Oh, my favourite one, Two Towers. Hands down. Mine too. Mm-hmm. Best one. Yeah. Out Battle of Helm's Deep, man. Oh, <sighs> see, this is the part. This is the part. And it's the bit where the Uruks are just like... <laughs> yeah. And you see, the friend that I went with, it was his parents were basically like, you watch something in IMAX when you don't watch it. Yeah. So we're watching yep. it in, I think I think IMAX was a thing at that point, or the equivalent of IMAX. So the fucking bass from the speakers just went through me. Wow. And I felt like, you know when you feel like anxiety and like, in your stomach i felt that and i was like i don't know if i'm scared or i'm excited or (laughs) what the fuck because at that time i was far too young to have read the books yeah i did 
So I was like, I didn't know what was coming. I was like, shit, what the fuck is going on right now? This is the arrow that hits that first Uruk and it goes. And then it yeah, just that, that, go. That, 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 like, that yeah. call to charge, like, move forward. That, yeah. like, holy fuck. fuck. This is, this is dangerous. But that was just, and then when you look at, like, the fellowship for me, aesthetically, the best film I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's just. Very well thought out. It's beautiful to just look at and just watch. Yeah. And it sets up... If you're a casual fan and a casual viewer and you don't know the lore, you don't know anything, it sets up the trilogy perfectly. Yeah. Perfectly. And one of the great things Peter Jackson did with that film was introduce Lurtz. Yeah. Because Lutz isn't right. in the book and he adds so much that it just creates that like togetherness in them because he fucking in cold blood murders Boromir basically. Yeah. He he gives you something to really hate and something to really attribute the loss to. He's not just nameless Uruk like number twenty seven. Mm-hmm. He is like He's a cut above the rest. He's like, the first. It, it actually, He's the first. Yeah. Yeah. It adds gravity to Boromir's fight as well. That he's gone up against the head honcho, took so many arrows and just kept fucking going. Like kept he's. Going. I I always say that men have two fantasies. They only have one or other or both. One is either live on a huge piece of land with a family and a dog and all that kind of shit, or it's to make a final stand in a battle against good and evil. And that, that that scene is probably the gold standard of it because it is a man just raw dog in life, like just trying to survive and save his friends and redeem his honour for what he's just done. And... I was going to say, this is a man who <laughs> knows he is in the wrong, who knows what he's done is not okay and has just done everything he can <laughs> to... Bring his honor, like I said, bring his honor and redeem himself. Yeah. And so he fights to the very last. Like he will not give up until he has earned back his last shred of honor. Like he, if he's gonna go, he's gonna go, go in the right way. Yeah. I think he knows that. I don't think he was ever preparing to survive the battle. I think he just wanted to go in the best way he knew possible yeah. to yeah. give his life for others. Yeah, literally redeem his honour from it. Yeah, it's just oh, so powerful, so shit. good. And then they fucked it with the Hobbit. Yeah, the CGI they, orcs were not that for me. The, the, everything just ruined it. It was so disappointing. And there's one bit. Though. There's one bit in the Hobbit that really fucks me off. It's a bit yeah. where Legolas is on a horse and they've CGI'd Legolas riding a horse. Orlando yeah. Bloom can ride a horse. Yeah. Just get him to ride a fucking horse. He sat on the horse before he's riding. Yeah. And if you're not comfortable using your actor, just use a stunt double. It was fine yeah. back as well. Just have to wear a wig. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking Although fair. I will say... 
Benedicio Grumblesnatch did a very, very good job as Smaug. Yes, Smaug was a redeeming and factor anim- in that trilogy. He, he was animated very well. Yes, yes. Smaug was, yes. We Brought can't get him to life. Can't so get a well. real dragon, so you know. Yeah. The mocap in that was so well done, like they got him to do it. I love it. I love mocap stuff because it's you Andy actually Circus. get the actor in there. It's Andy Serkis. Oh. And the way they... Because I've watched the behind the scenes on the, the Two Towers, which is the first one they used the mocap for. Yeah. And they would f- shoot the film or shoot the scene, I think it was twice. So it was mm. once with... No, three times. So it's once with the ball, where Smeagol's head would be how they do it. Uh, once, yeah, once with Andy Circus, just Andy Circus, no mocap, so they can bounce yeah. off and get the, the emotions, yeah, and then once with him, in the mocap, so they have three attempts at, getting yeah. the perfect shot, and, it shows, it shows the Things level well, of detail. Back then, mocap was not a common it was thing. New. That was it was so new. So like, and it's become the gold standard. Like, because now you look at anything, even games. Games are done with mocap. God of War was pretty much all motion capture. Motion like, capture, yeah. Like they now hire actors to actually portray the roles because of what that showed is possible. Because mm-hmm. you get that genuine reaction, you get that actual like the character has, well, the actor has the ability to actually use their voice in a way because they're actually acting. They're not just sitting in a box or anything. They're actually yeah. they're doing it. And it, it it definitely the Lord of the Rings had such an impact on cinema and pretty much entire the entire world going forward. Like I don't think a lot of people realise how many new things that did and did so well that it's now the minimum standard for everyone. But still, everyone just seems to short fall short of it yeah. now. Yeah, that's yeah. the sad part. It's it's set a standard that no one else has attained since even the follow ups to the Lord of the Rings, like. Even like Hobbit, Rings of Power, it's just not the same. Back then, you had your your New Line Cinema just said, "Right, Peter Jackson, fucking go for it," and he crushed it. Just not that way anymore. Yeah, the the Tolkien estate's been kind of sold, and they're they're not remaking the trilogy, which is fucking great because nobody wants that, nobody needs that. But then, like, I think they're going to start making other films and stuff. Yeah, but realistically, if you don't pick the right time period, and bear in mind, Tolkien's writing, it could be centuries apart where things just don't fucking happen. Which is like Rings of Power, you, for example. Yeah, yeah, you're even gonna make stuff up. I couldn't even watch it. See, I, 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 I did enjoy it because I thought about it from just a. Uh, standalone tv show point of view yeah casual viewing um but when when i like digest like delve down into it i'm like you you fucked up because you fucked up the timeline so much and you fucked up the events in the timeline so much like Mm. i'm pretty sure at the end of season one george you seen it i know it i never got to the end but i know what happens the rings that Celebrimbor makes. Why has he made them so early? 
he doesn't make them in the presence of Sauron. The reason he makes the three elven rings is to counter the rings that Sauron basically helped make for the, the, the Nine Kings, the Seven Dwarves. Yeah. The Seven Dwarves? Um, Five Dwarves. Yeah, so yeah, Seven to the Dwarf Lords, yeah. Yeah, Seven Dwarves. And because they were tainted by Sauron, so then the whole plan for him was, yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to make one and it's going to control them all. And Celebrimbor caught onto that. I was like, uh-uh. Not having that shit. I'll make three rings that are completely away from you. You don't know about them. So he made them. Um, and Sauron found out about them. Had no input into their creation. And basically tortured Celebrimbor to tell him where they were. He refused to say. So he was decapitated and at the Battle of Mordor his head was paraded around as a token. Look what I've got. <laughs> Fuck you. you know the worst part is as well, like the Celebrimbor we got in Shadow of Mordor versus the Celebrimbor we got in Rings of Power. Worlds apart. Like, I would have fucking loved to have seen a Celebrimbor from Shadow of Mordor. I know it's not Catan, but Cannon, but fuck me, he was cool. The Celebrimbor from Wings of Power was awful. <laughs> they just missed. They just missed. And I don't want to talk about it anymore because it makes me mad. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to move on. Because move on, then. I would move on. The the I, My last two kind of almost... They kind of go hand in hand, weirdly, even though they have nothing to do with each other. Right. So, last two TV shows, uh, very recently, actually. Uh, one is The Last Kingdom. Not seen it, but I've heard good things. It's nope. so, it's so good. So, 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 so good. And the sec last one is Vikings. I can agree with that to an extent. I've only watched one season of Vikings. Push through. Push through. Yeah. It, got, it got very samey, samey, and I was like... Eee. Yeah, push through. Vikings, push through. Push Vikings through. is very, very good, but okay, from a historical point of view, they changed a few bits, which is they fair, changed again, a fair lot. enough. They changed yeah, a I'm lot. Not, I'm not against it, but I wish I might have did it. One Ragnar, Ragnar Rolo, not related, not from the same country. Nope. Two Ragnar's kids weren't Ragnar's kids. Ragnar had three kids. Yeah. Ivar, Uber, Uber, and Bjorn. And Sigurd. Oh, yeah, it was Bjorn, yeah. Sigurd and Vitzerg are made up. I think you might be right, yeah. Um, and like they got historically Ragnar's death correct because he did die in a pit yeah, of snakes. I was just gonna say, yeah, that that yeah, that King was Ayla correct. Ayla yeah. fucked him hard. Yeah, that um, was the most historically accurate part of the entire show. Yeah, but um, even after a certain point, it just got a bit like I got to the last season. I was like, you know what? I was like two or three episodes after Ragnar's death, and I was just like. I'm I'm bored. 
like and i pushed through and i'm just i couldn't finish it the last episode was just a bit the last season was just that i think they tried too hard i love doing these i can't wait to see how well this grows like i really can't It's going to be interesting. I'm I'm interested to see where this is going to go. When it a lot, I keep thinking about it of how it's going to grow in a demographic and like how because obviously the biggest thing I was reading about like podcasts and stuff is like getting other people to then bring you onto their podcast. So I'm wondering, you know, when this does reach a point of you know more and more listeners, like at what point, like and where are we going to end up? Like are people going to ask us to go on their podcast? It's like what are we going to be talking about? Yeah, because there's we... so many podcasts out there. I mean, there's so many podcasts, but. Because there's three of us, like, we could go on to a podcast just on our own for someone else to talk about something that we've got a lot of knowledge on. So if someone, like, for example, someone asked me to go on, like, a podcast about cosplay, I'd be like, hey, I don't really know shit about this, but speak to Jordan, speak to Jordan, he knows shitloads about it. Yeah. And alternatively... Yeah, someone came to you, Jordan, and was like, hey, you want to come and talk about wrestling? And you'd be like, uh, no, but speak to Alec. This guy. <laughs> speak to Alec. He, <laughs> he'll talk to you for fucking hours about it. Yeah. And then... He'll tell you how about he'll drink Dave Batista's like, crotch sweat. It's all good. Oh, my God, I love that man so much. But He's... that's what we were like with Henry Cavill. That one right there. What did you just call him? Henry Cavill, because that's posh way. Good God, Jade, sort it out. Jesus Christ, woman. <laughs> yeah. The, the way le- you feel about Dave Bautista is how we feel about Henry Cavill. Dave Bautista's a beautiful, handsome, amazing man. There we go. You just explained Henry Cavill in one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been like Chandler and Jack Gosser is like, what would you rather? Beautiful woman, or big jar jam. It's like Henry Cavill, Dave Batista. Put your hands together. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be great in a film together. But Dave, Dave Cavill. Oh, Henry oh. Batista. <laughs> yeah, Henry Batista sounds Henry better. Batista. Oh, they'd be uh, great in a film together. They, they'd be so funny. I think they'd have good like banter. Like a spy film would look so good on them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Dave Bautista, hands down, is the best actor to come from a wrestling background. Oh, hands down, absolutely. D- He's the only one that actively re- like rejects just action films. Like, Dwayne just plays Dwayne. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's no difference in his characters that he plays. John Cena does wanky comedies, like... I don't know who's really good at Peacemaker. Watch Suicide Squad. He's lives. more diverse yeah. than he's more diverse than Dwayne. Well, everyone is. Like, come on, my left ass cheek is more diverse than Dwayne Johnson's got more hair. I think the most diverse role he did was going from playing Dwayne to playing superhero Dwayne as Black Adam. about as diverse as he fucking gets being a Dave Batista, he he's like he's done everything he takes himself seriously as an actor that's the thing like he wants to be more than just the muscle in a film he actually wants to take on a proper role so credit to him like he's not taking the easy road there is no one who could have played Drax better than Dave Batista. no nope. he, he 
definitely perfect casting, no doubt whatsoever. Yeah, fuck you, Momoa. <laughs> I know. Your head <laughs> fuck you, Momoa. Fuck time. you, Momoa. I'll put you in on the story beforehand. He's a prick. I hate him. <laughs> That's what you get. You get Aquaman. That's what you fucking get. You get to be Aquaman for your fucking actions. Which, to be fair, just ended up being Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Although, unfortunately, Aquaman. unfortunately, I really liked him as Carl Drogo in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. He was good. Man. Man. Yeah. yeah, which is really frustrating. Yeah, like it was just testosterone on legs. But wasn't as jacked as he is now. No, but then again, he didn't need it because he spoke in the sexy foreign language. He's mm-hmm. he's spoken the sexy Dothraki language. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is just like gross, oh. basically. And then yeah. Carl- and then and then and then Carlisi learned Dothraki, and I was just like, ah, yeah, you got me. I'm done. Thanks. Yep. Thanks for listening to Two Beards and a Bitch again. Tune in next time where things might just get a little bit blue.